what is the church? And the reason that we're diving into this is because the church as a whole has not known what it's truly supposed to be. You know, you see the church, particularly in the Western world, we see the church largely operate as, you know, a, a nonprofit organization, operate as a charity, sometimes operate as a gossip place, or it just, it's a place that people will go routinely. But the church of God, the true church, God's bride, Jesus's bride, has a responsibility to be who it's called to be, what it's called to be. And it's not just up to a pastor to turn that ship and to make the church what it's called to be. In order for a church to look like the full picture of what Christ paid for, paid for it to become, every person has a responsibility. And just put this in the comments. It's not my pastor's responsibility to decide what the church looks like. It's my responsibility to act like the church myself. It's not just, you know, take here at Boomerang. It's not just Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole's responsibility to constantly tell us, okay, here's what the church is. It's time to grow up. It's time for us to do this. We should be taking that responsibility and finding ourselves in the church. Why? Because when the church operates at the full level of Christ, there is an authority, there is a power, there is a love that brings men to repentance, there's a glory, there is so much that we have seen played out in the word, but we haven't seen lived out in fullness in our lives. There's more to grow in. And it's time for us as a people to recognize, even if I'm in a good church, if my church is not fully illuminated with the glory of God day in, day out, if people aren't raising others from the dead, if we're not seeing constant inflow of massive amounts of funds for the kingdom and massive crusades and souls being one, if we're not seeing those things done to God's level, then there's room to grow. There's room to grow. And just put that in the comments. There's room to grow. I have room to grow. We have room to grow because we have a responsibility to be the church. We have a mandate from God to be the church. There is a picture that God has painted of what his church is supposed to look like. And he has given us this time of grace here on this earth called the church age, where the church as the bride of Christ is supposed to be going out into all the world, making disciples, winning people to the lost. The whole reason Jesus hasn't returned yet is because during this time of grace, the church is to be triumphant in winning people to the lost. God literally is giving us this time to be his glorious church that he's returning for. It's time for us to recognize that there's more to grow in, there's more to become, and we have a mandate to reach the heights of heaven. What's the church? We're going to dive into it. But that's just some of the why. And Marky probably has more as well. But let that, let that just start to rise up inside of you of, oh, even if I'm in a good church, 
I still have more to obtain. There's still more to see. There's more to believe for. There's more to have faith for. There's more. There's a higher way of operating than even a good church has been operating at. Like, and I can, Boomerang is a good church. Mm-hmm. I can think of other good churches, but mm-hmm. we haven't arrived. There's more, there's more. It's yeah. just like Dr. Richard was prophesying over Boomerang back in May and the early part of J- June. Time to come up higher, Boomerang. It's time to come up higher. Why? Because there's more of God that we can have. Amen. I think it's important to recognize that we may think that we know what the church is. We may even be able to take a test and write down all the right answers. Mm -hmm. But the Holy Spirit is bringing up this topic. He's bringing up this topic to many of the leaders in this ministry separately. The Holy, so just know this is not, we're not talking about this today because I want to talk about this or Barrett or Buddy or we just want to talk about this. No, we are bringing you a word, a rhema Holy Ghost word for this ministry right now. This is the Holy Spirit's talking. He's been talking to us. He's he's talking through his word, which we're going to. But this is, there's more room to grow. But that's on the basis of the Holy Spirit saying that. He has a word for us. So we... Uh, we have to humbly ask him, Lord, yeah. show me what I need to see. Open up the eyes of my understanding because like recently, we'll get into this, but recently the Holy Spirit has been uh, showing there's another level of, of, of understanding, of comprehension of this that's yeah. not just head knowledge. There, yeah. we ha- this has to be revelation. It has to be a part of us so much that when someone asks your name, you basically have to have to like stifle the the answer of I'm boomerang yeah. <laughs> like what's your name hi nice to meet you I'm boomerang hi nice to meet you my name is the church yeah. <laughs> like it has to be so much of our identity that who we are the church that it, it's so in us as revelation that that's more real to us than the natural yeah well I was looking it up because buddy buddy remembered a good chunk of how pastor defines the church because the original language, in the original language, the word ecclesia is what the church is. It's the original word for church. And that word ecclesia, its ultimate definition, as Pastor Brian often defines it, is the ecclesia is a called out group of citizens. It's not individual members who sit at home and Skype over over mm-hmm. the internet and then they have church. No, it's not that. I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with Zoom, but that's not the called out separated time mm-hmm. of assembly. The word tells us that we are to gather together ever the more as we see the day of Christ return drawing nearer. So we need, to, we are called out of our homes, outside of our homes. We're called out and we are called by God for a purpose, yeah. not just to have a great big emotional sob fest at the altar, not just to have a patty cake time of feeling better when we're assembled, not to reproof and correct people into condemnation. no, We are to be a called out group of citizens called out from their homes. Why? To set the rule and the domain in the area. You see Jesus telling his disciples, how do we pray? On earth as it is in heaven. In Psalm 115, 16, God tells us that the heavens are the heavens of the earth. 
or, or, or God is the, the Lord is the God of the heavens, but we, the earth he's given to the sons of man. We have been given authority over this earth. We, not just the church, men made in the image of God have been given authority and men are designed to come to the saving knowledge of Christ to then come out from their homes and assemble together. And that corporate anointing, that corporate unity is to set the tone for the environment that that church is located in. So using Boomerang as an example, we're planted here in Albemarle. We're planted in Stanley County in North Carolina in the United States. That means that we have an authority, Mm -hmm. not a building. The church is not a building. The church is a called out group of citizens who come out with one mission and one vision together. And that vision is heaven come to earth. Your will be done. And the only way God's will is accomplished here on the earth is when the church recognizes who we're called to be. And we rise up in the fullness of our potential. And we say, I will be who you're called to be. I will assemble. I will stand. Having done all, I'll stand. I'm going to proclaim in the authority of Jesus by the name and with, with heaven backing my testimony as one voice, heaven come to earth. The only way evil can prevail in an environment that the church exists in is if the church is sleeping. And that's what we've seen happen in America. The church has been sleeping. We've been sleeping far too long. You know, back in 2020, the Lord gave me a vision as I was praying. And in this vision, I saw before COVID ever started coming across the nation back in early February, I saw uh, the globe and at the top of the globe, it was, there was like this thing, like an egg and it cracked over the top of the globe and a black, dark substance started to cover from the top of the earth all the way down to the bottom until this thick inky, gross substance was covering everything. And I was standing beside Jesus in this vision and Jesus took one lit match and he threw it toward the Eastern seaboard. And I heard Jesus say, it's time for an awakening as the entire world started to light up on fire. What was he waking up? He was saying, it's time for the church to wake up. Too long have we not known truly what the church is. Too long have we let the world define it or our bias has defined it or our comfort zone has defined it. And it's time for us to wake up and realize what the church is. The church is God's anointing on the earth. The church is God's called out group of citizens that are to carry the authority, to wield God's power on the earth and to set a culture of heaven. That's our job. Yeah. And that's not a building's job. That's my job. That's your job. That's our body's job. We have a responsibility and a mandate of bringing heaven to earth. And it's only going to come when we wake up. Yeah. Amen. Um, And I think it's important to recognize it's, um, it's a job, but 
it's also an identity. Mm -hmm. And when the identity is real, the job becomes yeah. easy to do. When it's when you realize it's who you are, mm -hmm. it's easy to walk all that stuff out. Like if I read in the word and it says that I'm to lay hands on the sick and they're to recover, yeah. and I don't but I don't think I'm qualified for that. Or I don't think, oh, that's not really me though. That yeah. I know that's supposed to be me, but I'm not qualified. I'm not there. Yeah, that's who I'm what I'm supposed to do. But you know, if I disqualify myself, then I'm not going to lay hands on the sick and recover. I'm not even going to try because yeah. I'm like, and I think that's where a lot of the church has been at is we know, like you look at Acts 2, you look at different scriptures, we know there's a lot in there for us to do, yeah. but we've been listening to so much junk about who we are. Yeah. We identify with the flesh, identify with the natural, identify with our natural born family, identify even as American. There are all these things that we've identified with. Yeah. And I believe a part of that is the Holy Spirit's wanting us to wake up to who we are. Yeah. When we know we are the church, we are the bride of Christ, it's easy to lay on hands on the sick and recover because we know it's inside of us. Yep. I don't like if I'm identifying with myself as Marky, I don't have to try to be Marky. In the natural, mm -hmm. that's who I am. It's a, I I don't have to try to be anything that I already am. And yeah. we see we already are the church. It becomes easy to do all the works, all the mandates, and everything. Um, but do you have something? Well, in 1 Corinthians six seventeen, it says, The one who joins himself to the Lord is one spirit with him. So that literally says, if we have made Jesus our Lord and Savior, and we have professed to follow Christ, then I stop being Barrett Nower yes. with Barrett Nower's spirit and Barrett Nower's soul, yes. I then become one with my God. Yeah. Before I married George, I was Barrett Quayley. But when George and I became married, when we became one, I took on a new identity. Yeah. I took on a new name. And we have been given a new name. Man. We have been given a new assignment. Mm -hmm. That assignment is in the name. Mm -hmm. We abide in the name. We live in the name. We move by the name. And this verse says, if we have made Jesus our Lord and Savior, our spirit stops being our own and we become joined and we are one spirit with Christ, which means his words become my words. If I will yield to him, mm -hmm. if I'll renew my mind with him, mm -hmm. if I'll abide with him, then when I speak, it's, it's no different than him speaking. Mm -hmm. When I pray, it's no different than him praying. And that makes religion really uncomfortable mm -hmm. because you get marked a heretic if you compare yourself to the Lord in that way. And hear what I'm saying. I, I'm not saying that any of us on our own are anything special, but yeah. Jesus paid for us to become one with him. Yeah. So it doesn't matter what anyone else thinks the church should be. It doesn't, you know, hear this, in this community, back when COVID was happening, Pastor Nicole brought this up yesterday. How many churches shut down because of COVID? We didn't. We never did. We stayed open the entire time. And we, praise God, we have other friends in the ministry who stayed open the entire time. But the scrutiny that they got from other ministers who did not recognize the church's identity yeah. They fought against the church's identity. They said that it wasn't important for the church to be open. Yeah. Safety was more important. Hear this. The anointing of God will protect you more than any 
code, regulation, shot, anything could ever give you. Abiding in God, being his body, that is where our protection comes from. So when you have other ministers persecuting the identity of the church, you know Mm -hmm. you live in a jacked up world. Mm -hmm. But what I loved, you know, one of pastor's spiritual fathers, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, he refused to bow He refused to bow to the world's decree. And he said, no, the church's identity is to be a source of life and hope. It's to set the standard in an area and I'm not going to bow. And he allowed himself to get arrested. It's then like, it's been expunged since, but he got arrested because he had church. Yeah. His identity in what church is, in who he is in Christ, in the importance of the world. It was so vital to him that he didn't even count his life as being more important. You know, in Revelation, it says they overcome by the blood of the lamb, by the word of their testimony, and that they love not their life to the death. Dr. Rodney chose, I'm laying down my life. The church will not fall because of me. The church will not close its doors because I backed down. I will stay the man of God I'm called to stay. And he was willing to stand for that. Yeah. It's time for the church to take a stand. And we've got to know. We've got to know what the church is. And I was talking to, I I don't mean to keep. No, you're good. I was talking to Pastor Nicole on the way um, into work this morning because What I've seen so much, and look, praise God for anointed pastors, but what I've seen so much, you know, in myself, in my friends and people around me is, you know, we can amen a message like this and get all for an organization Mm -hmm. moving forward, but we individually are just as much a part of the body of Christ. I am the church. Marky is the church. Buddy is the church. Pastor Brian is the church because we're all individually parts of this body. And I need to recognize that it is the same level of attack. Hear what I'm saying? It is no different having an attack come against a church corporately. It's no less important. I guess that's a better way to say it. It's no less important a church com- or an attack coming against the church corporately than it is an attack coming against me individually. So if I, and hear this example, if I will just roll over and yes. say, you know what? I'm feeling kind of crappy today. I just, I'm not feeling it. I'm going to allow myself to just mope around. Tomorrow will be a better day. And it's fine. And I won't put on the fruit of the spirit. I won't stand against darkness in my own personally. Then that directly impacts Marky. And what that's doing is it's literally creating an open door inside the church for the enemy to come in and attack. And we'll get into this later this week. But the enemy is roaring around like a roaring lion, seeking those that he can destroy and devour. He's looking for an open door. And if I allow myself to be an open door, then I'm endangering Kevin. I'm endangering Buddy. It's time for us to recognize how important we are in the church that we're called to. Yes. How vital we are in the body. Every person is a vital link 
in the body of Christ. No one is just an extra piece that God threw in. Like we don't have extra screws in the wall of Christ. There's not an extra leg that God threw in there. Every person is a joint that's supplying. Every person is vital and every person is called. And if we will just roll over and make excuses after excuses of the flesh or attack or feeling weary and not utilizing the body, Mm -hmm. then we're literally opening up our entire church for attack. Mm -hmm. And that, that's, that's direct. And it's direct because I love this body and I'm done watching people get attacked. Like, Kevin, who's here right now, I love Kevin and Julie. They are so mighty in the things of God. And one of the things I love about them over this past year, year and a half, they have had ridiculous attacks against them financially, emotionally, mentally. Like it was ridiculous. But what they didn't do was just roll over and take it. They reached out for help. They allowed others to pray with them. They stood. They let the church be the church. And now they're living testimonies of God's goodness in their life because they refused to let the enemy keep beating them up. They stood and they're pillars in the kingdom of God and they will stand the test of time. And the anointing will flow through their hands because they refuse to quit. And that can be all of our story. When one person's attacked, we all should rise up in indignation and say, heck no. The church is a united body. It's an anointed body. It's got the anointing. It has the authority. It can be a powerhouse in this world, changing the entire culture. If we will refuse to yield to little individual attacks. Yes, that's exactly. The end for a while. No, that is exactly <laughs> what the Holy Spirit was showing me a couple weeks ago. So mm-hmm. I want to share this with you guys really quickly. Something the, the Holy Spirit showed me because I don't believe it's just for me. Mm-hmm. Clearly, this is something that the Holy Spirit is bringing up to the whole body because because. Barrett is touching on it. Pastor Nicole touched on it yesterday. There is, it keeps coming up. So yes, uh, a couple weeks ago, I was in, we were in praise and worship and Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm singing, we're we're singing the song, Ain't No Grave. And it has to do with, it's talking about, ain't no grave going to hold my body down. It's talking about the body of Christ. It's talking about us. And the Lord just so many times have has brought out revelation with that song. And honestly, like you're talking about not just rolling over and taking stuff, that part of it is because that song stirs that up Mm -hmm. of no, we will not just take things. I'm saying no, in my authority in Christ, I am saying this is how it's going to be. I am in faith right now. And as we proclaim that, stuff will start coming out and the Holy Spirit will start talking to me. So a couple weeks ago, we sang that song and the and, and the eyes of my understanding became enlightened. Like that's how I Glory can, to God. it was not head knowledge. It wasn't just, okay, I, I can put the answer on a test. It hit me. And that's what my hope is, what I am asking the Lord for right now and asking you guys for right now is to let it hit your spirit, what we're saying right now, because that's what the Holy Spirit wants is revelation, not just head knowledge, but revelation in your spirit. Um, and what he showed me was if I allow 
something to hinder Marky, my body, yeah. if I allow condemnation mm -hmm. on me, I'm allowing it on the whole body. Mm -hmm. And one reason why I believe the Holy Spirit showed me that was because I don't think I've had enough confidence and value in my the the way that I've identified myself with mm -hmm. the flesh man I haven't had enough esteem and value yeah. of myself to even care that much I've just thought well I'm not that I'm not that valuable I'm not worth that much so if um you know like if I have a piece of paper and I throw away the piece of paper are we all going to be like oh my gosh you threw away the piece of paper no, because it's not valuable. Like, it's not worth that much. So yeah. that's why the enemy wants to make us think we're not valuable, so we can just we can just get thrown away. Yeah. And this isn't just like an emotional, like, you are so wonderful, I love you so much. This is a, like, this is a tactic of the enemy to take people out. Individually, but also corporately. Yes. Because that's that same tactic that he'll try individually on a person of your opinion doesn't matter it's not good enough whatever he do, he does that he tries to do that in the church of it doesn't really matter if you don't have service tonight you know you could cancel prayer this morning it's not going to impact people yeah who cares if you do worship worship's not doing anything why bother trying and before yes. you know it you roll over like a dog yes exactly and i mean that's it you see that too when uh, the devil tempted Jesus. Yeah. If you are the son of man, mm -hmm. or the, the son of God, if you are the son of God, he's tempt. He was trying to get Jesus to believe the same thing of he wasn't seeing his true identity. So that's a major tactic of the enemy that we need to recognize. Like it's not just like oh, okay, well, it's just little old me. Yeah. Like it's I'm just, I don't matter. I'm just, oh, okay that yeah everyone else is valuable, but you know they're I'm going to be humble and yeah. oh, shoot, I don't I don't matter that much. That's junk and that will literally hinder a ministry so anyway the lord showed me that because he was like listen yeah. like you may not value marky dunphy that much you may need to still work on that i'm growing like he was showing me you need to grow in that and everything but he showed me for the body at least if you're not going to if you're to, to stand up in boldness if you're not going to do it for other reasons at least see this marky basically he was saying is if you hinder yourself, you're hindering the whole body. And 100%. I, and I, in that moment. Not just you. Yeah. That's wide through the whole body. That's not just if Marky yes. hinders, Marky hinders. That's yes. if Barrett is holding herself back. Barrett hurts the entire body of Christ. And he, I, and, I, and I, hear me when I say this. I'm not talking, this, the, this is not just a natural thing or a, a um logical or like oh that's kind of that's nice he showed me and i i don't know like i it hit me so hard he showed me i started looking at the congregation i started a lot of you guys watching right now not everybody's part of boomerang but for the people that are, are part of boomerang i was looking at you guys i'm looking at the body as he's showing me this and i start to it starts to hit me i am a part of them Mm -hmm. They are a part of me. And I started to see in the spirit, there was a connection that I hadn't, it, it, I started to really see it. And like, I think one of the people that, um, like every time I think about this, I don't know if Sydney's still watching or not, if she's still able to. Like I started to see like Sydney, all these different people, I started to look around and I'm like, 
we are the same. Like we in the natural, we are one. Like we're in a, and, and it makes sense if you actually start to look at the Bible. The Bible talks about the unity, like it's unity. But I started to realize we are the same. We are one. And then I started to see we are boomerang. Like it's such a precious thing. So we, we are the church and but God has planted us in this specific church. Mm-hmm. So literally, we are boomerang. Yeah. And it's, it's, it has to be so much a part of our revelation that, like I said before, like, someone asks who you are, like, boomerang should be the first thing. And, and, and it's like you're talking about, it's not an organization. Boomerang is not an organization. Yeah. Like, in the spirit, we are boomerang. And there's a, uh, something else that was coming up to me, and I'll hand it over to you, but I talked for like 20 minutes. It was so <laughs> no, I don't think it was that long, but um, there's something. Kevin's laughing. It, it was, was it, it was a lot of long. <laughs> so there's something that needs to happen to all of the members, and it ha- needs to happen very much so, is a yielding to the soil. Mm-hmm. And, um, like, there, I planted flowers recently, and Kevin, Buck, Kevin and Julie, they were over the house and everything, and Kevin looked at the plants, and I've been asking him, asking Mark about the plants and stuff, and Kevin said, like, basically, the plants have made it. They have, like, they're safe now. And what he was saying was, like, like they were rough. Like, they were, they looked like they were dying. They looked bad. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like, I planted these flowers for Pastor Nicole, and they're doing so bad. Like, help me, Kevin and Julie. Like, it's not good. So, finally, like, we're on the other, we're a few weeks by, and Kevin's <laughs> like, like, they, they've made it. Like, they're okay. They're, and they're growing. But what has happened is they've yielded to the soil. Yeah. And for us, we have to yield to the soil of boomerang. Yeah. It's, it's not an organization. It's a calling. It is an identity. It's who we are. Yep. It's, not pastors, it's not pastor's calling, just pa- B- Pastor Brian's calling. It is my calling. It's your calling. Yeah. Because though we're called as the church, God has given a specific part a specific vision of what church are you a part of? Everyone belongs to a church, a specific church. And for us, it's boomerang for Hope City, for people watching from Hope City. That's your, that's your soil. But there is a yielding that has to happen of this is who I am. This is my identity or else it's going to be like that plant that was not doing well. Like it was, it's not pretty. It was dying. Yeah. The church is not just something that we decide. You know, no, nothing about a church just comes because I want it that way. It shouldn't. You know, nothing in, in this church is just because Barrett wants to see the church do this. God has a specific structure and system and order of authority. But honestly, what Marky's is talking about, that's the revelation that came when I moved here. You know, I... I, I gave up everything in my life to be here. And I like, it was like, God sent me and let's destroy every bridge back across the other way possible. This is the only option. And praise God for it. I wouldn't want another option. This is where I'm called to be. But in recognizing the planting 
I started to view things differently. Like there, we're going to get into in just a second in Acts. The first time God does things, there's, there's so much to pull out. Like it's why it's important to go back to the first time God says something, the first time God does something, because in its purest form, you see God's intention. So what the church has become largely, especially in the Western world, is so far from what God's original intention of the church is. It's so different. Mm -hmm. And you see people that are leaving the church. Like I've read studies that says this current generation is leaving the church in droves. Like we're in one of the most unchurched societies now. Why? Because the church has been hypocritical. We've said that we are, you know, church talking about Christianity. We've said that we're a religion that's built on love. And yet the number one thing people say is missing from the church is love. Until we know who we come from, our actual spiritual DNA, and we start Mm -hmm. to model that, until we go back to the first fruits of what the church should be, we're, we're going to lose people. And that's the thing. Why are we talking about this? Because Boomerang, you know, just for a second, I want to talk to Boomerang. Boomerang, we have an international call mm-hmm. right now. The, we have people that are boots on the ground in the Philippines. We are called to be Boomerang Church International Incorporated, meaning that we are not just staying in Albemarle. It's not just going to be Boomerang Albemarle and Boomerang Troy, and that's it. No, we're going to have Boomerang campuses in Albemarle and Troy in varying cities throughout North Carolina. We're going to have church plants in foreign countries. We're called to go around the world. But how will we touch the world if we don't know what we're supposed to be imparting when we get there? Yeah. And I can't impart what I'm not. Yeah. Hear that. I can't impart what I'm not. I can give you who I am. I can give you what I have, but I can't give you a million dollars if I don't have a million dollars. Yeah. I can't give you love if I don't have love to give. And the only way I can give love is if I'm connected to him. And the only way I will flow in love is if, if, if I'm abiding, I can be saved and have zero love produced out of me. Because love, a constant flow of love, and put this in the comments, a constant flow of love comes from a constant abiding in God. So if the church isn't abiding in God, it will never be able to give the love that it's called to give. Mm-hmm. You, just as Pastor Cole's ministering yesterday, you, me, you are love. God is love. And that is not some emotional, feel-good, girls-are-preaching message, feel-mushy-gushy. Love is a powerful, destructive weapon of the darkness. Yeah. Love will pulverize barriers. It will eradicate chains. Love is the anointing. Like they go hand in hand. You can't be anointed without love there. It does not work. 
You can't be living in anger constantly and have the anointing coming. The anointing pairs itself to love. So this is not something that a woman's preaching. Get that junk out if that's trying to be there. I'm telling you, I've listened to pastor preach this. Love is a powerhouse. It's a powerful weapon. So what is the church? The church is to be a house of love. Mm -hmm. That's why it's part of Boomerang's vision. We're a house of love. Love first. Why? Because love is what the goodness of God is. Like they pair again, they pair together and it's the goodness, the kindness of God and kindness produces from love. It's the kindness of God that leads men to repentance. So if we want to see souls come into the kingdom, we've got to be love. Mm -hmm. If we want to make disciples, we've got to be love. If we want to be his hands and feet, we've got to be love. It will only happen if we individually give ourselves to become members of, of love. Mm-hmm. You know, you can have a, I don't know why the Lord uses sports with me when I preach. I don't watch them guys, but uh, oh my gracious. All, as you were talking, what kept coming up to me is basketball. Like on a basketball team, you could have a couple hot shots. And the couple hot shots can get you to the NBA playoffs. But what are the teams that you can remember that dominate their field, that when they work together, they just trump everyone? It's like, it, I'm going to really date myself, but it's like the massive, phenomenal Team USA with Michael Jordan and when they had Magic Johnson and Larry Bird and they go into the Olympics. What did they do? They pulled these men who had given themselves to the fundamental teachings of their sport and they had become experts. It wasn't just Jordan who was great at it. It was an entire team of experts who gave themselves to their craft. And when they went to foreign countries, they owned them. They dominated. That's why they won gold. They picked the best of the best to form an elite team to then go and take a territory to claim victory for a nation. Here's what I'm here to tell you, regardless of what you have felt about yourself, God chose you and knows that through Christ, with Christ, you can become the best of the best. You, you in your own natural ability may not have skill, may not seem like you have giftings, may be a waste, but you know what God sees? He sees the ability and the potential of Christ through you if we will say yes. If we'll just yield and abide, listen and obey, then we become that church that's unstoppable, that is then sent as an elite task force into the darkness to pulverize all the weapons of the enemy to then bring in God's victory to this earth. That's who you're called to be. It's not one or two hot shots in the church. It's not about how anointed can Barrett get on her own. How's Kevin's life? How's Buddy's life? What's going on with Marky? How's Sammy doing? What does the body need? Because I can become amazing But if I'm amazing and the church around me stinks, then I'm not a real good team player. And the team is what gets us over the finish line. Not one person dragging everybody. And I'm not all that in a bag of chips. But if the entire body will lace up their bootstraps and move and move and move as one, we can do anything. Yeah. 
And we're going to go to Buddy here in just a second once he mics up. But let this be encouraging today. This church is called to triumph. You are called to triumph. And we're going to look at what a picture of the church looks like maybe in a second. We'll see. But we're going to go to Buddy. I was actually intending to mime the whole thing, but, you know, it's probably Uh, better for me to communicate. No, it's okay. Um, No, (laughs) what what was coming to me is, um, is, I I mean, if you picture the form of a body, right? The, The Bible says when one member rejoices, the whole body rejoices. When one member is suffering, the whole body is suffering. And and, you know, the thing that was coming to me, you know, at, in this, this picture of the body of Christ, right? In this picture of, um, of we are the body and individual members of the body that Paul talks about in 1 Corinthians um, or 2 Corinthians, one of the Corinthians, maybe not one of the Corinthians in the First Bible. 1 Corinthians 12. 1 Corinthians 12, right. Okay, thank you. So, um, you know, Paul, Paul talks about that a little bit, but, you know, I, I put in the comments earlier, but... If the eye can't say to the hand, we don't need you, which Paul talks about that, you know, it's not like I can, it's, it's not like it's my responsibility to say, you know, you, you don't have anything to supply to the body. I don't have a right to that. God said, God added me to his body. So I have a place to, to fulfill in it. Um, but, but simultaneously, uh, the eye can't say to itself, the body doesn't need me. So I'm, and I'm worthless. I, or how about this? The pinky toe can't say, you know, I, I have no, I don't serve the body. I, I have nothing to add to the body. The Bible says each joint supplies. But one, one of the things that Marky was saying that was really sticking out to me, though, is, um, and, and you see it in this aspect of it, you know, this is just what I was picturing. Um, like a pinky toe, we don't recognize how much we need a pinky toe until it's, you know, you jam it against a, a coffee table, right? Yeah. But what happens, what, what happens naturally when you jam your pinky toe against the coffee table, is it just the pinky toe that suffers? Is it just the nope. pinky toe that feels it? No. Or does it go through the whole body? Yes. And what is, your, what is the hand's natural response? Let me go and soothe and serve that pinky wow. toe. Let me go rub it. Let me, let me put my hands on it, right? What's the brain doing? Something's wrong. You know, let, let's do, and everything in your body, your whole nervous system start, kicks into action, right? Um, your body begins to naturally do what it what it can to to alleviate that pain and to and let's say if, like I don't know you could have kicked it really really bad you know and and maybe you busted your toe or whatever and now it, I don't want to get too gruesome but your body naturally starts getting into repair mode yeah. okay every part of the body right the heart starts pumping differently it starts you know like your I, I'm not a big body person. Like I don't know all all the aspects of biology, but your blood starts to 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 um, to work over time to to cover up that wound, and then you know the skin starts to reproduce the the cells so that it can cover that up, and so that it can bring healing to that pinky toe. And again, what does the Bible say? If one member suffers, all the yeah. members suffer. So if one member's rejoicing, all the members are rejoicing. But ha- here here's the thing. If I if my pinky toe suddenly decides I'm going to separate myself from the body, right? And uh, like obviously like my in in this illustration my pinky toe can't just hop off. But but in the aspect of the body of Christ, if I say, well, you know, I'm just going to life's been a little bit difficult, I'm going to stop going to church for a little while and so that I can kind of get some time to rest, take my Sundays, you know, and ju- and just rest, you know, for me, right? Uh, basically just picture that's the pinky toe that just separated itself from the body 
Now, since it's separated from the body, it's not connected to the body, those nerve endings aren't connected to the body, so when that pinky toe starts to suffer, the body is not there to serve it and to help it. But at the same time, if, like, if, you, if you lose your pinky toe, your balance is gonna be off. Yeah. It, it, like, like we don't reckon, again, we don't recognize how much we need our toes, yeah. <laughs> you know, un unless like, until like an accident happens or whatever and someone loses a toe, then they realize how much they've relied on that pinky toe to help them stay balanced. And, and, so, and so when that pinky toe makes the decision the body doesn't meet, meet the whole body, is affected, and that's what Marky was saying earlier. Every single member of the body has a vital part yeah. to play in the body. And, it, and if that pinky toe's actively attached to the body and not just let me go s struggle on my own and separate myself from the body, you just separated yourself from that life supply that'll actually bring the healing that you need if, if the enemy tries to come against you. No, let's all stay together uh, and let's all stay as that body. So I, honestly, Paul even talks about this um, also whenever he's talking about communion. If we, don't, if we don't judge the body properly, that's why a lot of people are sick and have died prematurely is because they haven't actually judged or esteemed the body properly. And so let's d not do that. Yeah. That's all. Yeah, and I, uh, like there's a, I think too, it, like you, Buddy mentioned, um, not like leaving church um, when you know, things are difficult or just being like, I can separate myself. I think it's also important to recognize that you can look planted, but not actually be giving yourself to the planting. Like you can, you can look like you're there, but not really be. And again, going back to like actual plants, like how many times have you planted something and then it it doesn't yield. It does not. It doesn't go well, and the the plant ends up dying. But it's there. It's in the ground. And like it can look good for a while. Yeah, it looks like it's planted for a while. For a while, it looks pretty good. It's mm -hmm. doing all. It's doing on the outside. It's doing the same thing that the other plant is doing. It's in the ground. It's yeah. sitting there on the outside. It looks. The same, yeah. but there's a spiritual discernment that needs to happen, just like a discernment if you're actually looking inside underneath the ground. There's, just, there's a discernment of, am I actually yielding to the soil? Mm -hmm. And honestly, I think all of us have not yielded the way that we can yield. And why do I think that? Because the Holy Spirit's bringing it up. Yeah. <laughs> like he's bringing this up to me. He's bringing this up for us to... To, to talk about. So uh, if we just say, I'm planted, I'm good, we're missing the point. Well, and as you're talking, one something that was just coming up to me, you know, one of the things that the Lord has allowed me to do is, is just see how things connect at different points in time. And so as you're talking, as Buddy's talking, there's stuff that's been stirring up in me, and you've likely heard it throughout this broadcast when I talked about who boomerang is an international vision and things and there's been things stirring in me that don't necessarily seem like they've lined up with what you've said and what buddy has said so i was sitting here seeking the lord before i open my mouth again to because if i'm and hear this if i'm in division even if it's godly stuff if my vision that i'm bringing to the table isn't lining up with what track Holy Spirit's on, then my vision can die. More of him, less of me. He must increase, I must decrease. 
But as I'm sitting here listening, the Holy Spirit, I believe, was showing me, why are we talking about this right now? You know, we've got a crew of people that are over in the Philippines. We could be preaching about souls. We could be preaching about international mission trips. I mean, we could be talking about any of this stuff. And here's what I believe Holy Spirit just told me. And this is for Boomerang, but you can take it for your own church. We are at a point where we're about to grow. Like we're growing right now, but we are in the middle of birthing an international ministry. That means that this ministry, Boomerang, is quickly about to expand. Quickly, it's about to expand. Like pastors, honestly, maybe it's the Lord just as a type and shadow. I don't know. But pastors have had two pregnant cats in their home in the last like three months. (laughs) And you know how quickly cats get like fat when they're pregnant? It's like one day Cora was super skinny and then all of a sudden she had massive kittens inside of her. Like it was bam, bam. And then very quickly too, the babies pop out. We're in a birthing process, Boomerang. Yeah. We're in a birthing process and soon and very soon things are about to become bigger than just Pastor Brian and Pastor Nicole can handle. They need anointed men and women of God who have chosen to give themselves to the planting of God, which means that they allow their own, they yield to the soil. They give themselves to it. They put their own dreams on the altar and allow God to show them exactly who they're called to be. They pick up the mantle of responsibility to crucify the flesh, renew the soul, renew their mind, and to be who they're called to be. Because soon, pastor's going to be overseas. Pastor Nicole could be overseas. Or she could be at another campus. And who's going to preach? Who's going to disciple? Who's going to go to the hospital to lay hands on the sick? Who's going to help the life group leaders? Who's going to make sure that church operations are functioning? Who's going to make church or sure that funds get shipped overseas? It's time for the church to be the church. And we will not be able to hit the heights that heaven has for us until we mature into who Jesus has called us to be. It's time for us to grab a hold of Church is more than just pastors. Yes. Church is bigger than just one man and one woman. It is bigger than just a leadership team. It's bigger. It's bigger. It depends on me. How well the vision is upheld depends on me. Not by my own strength, not by my own power, but by the authority that my yes has in it. It's time. Yes. That I believe truly that's why God's having us talk on it this week is because it's time for us to be raised up into who we're called to be. It's time for us to be the, those men and women that pastors can look at. And instead of having a handful that they can pick to send, they've got an army and everyone is trained and everyone is ready and everyone carries the glory and everyone's anointed. And at any moment, Anyone can be called on and sent where they need to go. And pastors can just flow. That's who we're called to be. That's who we're called to be. That's who we are called to be. And will that be you? It's as simple as a yes. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I was reminded of that when the Lord was talking to me about, uh, you know, that I am boomerang, that we are boomerang and stuff. And um, hear me when I say this. Pastors are the the head of the ministry. God gave them the vision. They are gifts to us. They are part of the fivefold. They are gifts. They are yeah. like 
they are the anointing. 100%. Like, I don't mean, I'm not diminishing that at all. But what is interesting to me is when the Holy Spirit was talking to me about this, he wasn't pointing out pastors to me. He was pointing out the body. Yeah. The body had come up actually to, I don't know if you, anyone remembers this a few weeks ago, the body had actually come up to the altar. Mm-hmm. Everyone had come up, and, I li- and that's when the Lord was talking to me. And I'm looking around at the body. I, the, the Holy Spirit didn't say, Marky, just like pastor is, is boomerang, you are boomerang. Yeah. He said, these, all of these people and you, you are boomerang. Yeah. The, the ascension gifts are there for the equipping. Yes. They're the ones who help equip us. Yes. If we're not equipped, they've wasted their time. Yeah. Like, truly, if I, if Pastor and Pastor Nicole spend an hour talking to me and I leave that conversation without being equipped, it's not them who hasn't done their job. They wasted their time on someone who wouldn't put the armor on. It wouldn't rise up. But that's not us. Now is the time for us to raise up, guys. Now is the time. And if you don't go to Boomerang, your church needs you. Yes. Your church needs you. Your callings, your giftings. And here's what your church needs. It needs your yes. Yeah. It needs your yes. Back in in immaturity, when I first started here, if pastor had asked me to clean the bathrooms and only clean the bathrooms, I would have pitched a fit and found another church. Like I I likely would have in the first six months of being here because I didn't know any better. But pastor needs people who are military-minded enough to say, whatever the mission is, I'm going to do it to the fullest. God needs your yes in order for the church to be the church. And so this week, we're going to be talking about what is the church? What does true unity look like? We're going to be talking about the protection that comes in the church as we're properly covered. And as we're ministering, it look, this isn't us just getting this to you. This is God getting this to a body yes. because God wants the body equipped. He wants the body ready because this last six months, it's reaping season. Mm. We're about to launch into 2024. That's not far off. Yeah. And when we get there, we will be full because the army will have geared itself up to go harvest. Amen. It's time for us to be who we're called to be. When Pat, my, my goal Over these broadcasts, like this is what the Lord and I have talked about. Over the next two weeks, when pastor gets home, my hope and my prayer is that we look so different in the spirit because we've matured that pastor has to do a double take. And is like, is this boomerang? Is this what's right? They grew so much. They look so mature. It's like they age so quickly. Let's age up in the things of God. Let's mature. These next two weeks, let's put on who we're called to be and be God's men and women on the earth. Amen? Amen. So Lord in the name, I thank you that this week we're going to talk about the church and we're going to find out your heart on the matter. Not what the world has thought church should be. Not what we've thought church should be. Not even how we have operated church in the past. But give us, Lord, in the name of Jesus, a fresh revelation of what it means to be planted Give us a fresh revelation of what it means to prefer one another. Give us a fresh revelation of how to wield the anointing. Give us a fresh revelation of the glory that comes through unity. Let us know who we are in you as the church, 
better than we ever have before. Yeah. You, Jesus, are returning for a bride, a spotless, glorified bride. And we will not be a church that's dressed in rags waiting for you to come back when we could be getting ready and getting prepared for you now. So, Lord, for any aspect that we've brought our own preferences and fears and insecurities to the table, we lay them on the altar now. Burn them up by the fire of God and let the anointing purify our revelation of who you are. Let it purify our revelation of the church and let us raise up into the fullness of who we're called to be. A church that cannot be stopped. A church that is unstoppable because we are a part of the body of Christ And if Christ couldn't be stopped even by death, the church can't be stopped by anything on this earth. We thank you for it. We love you. And we give you praise and glory that this week and next week, we are maturing into a higher level of God than we've ever matured at before. And we thank you for the grace to do it. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 That's so, that was so good, so exciting. It's, it's funny because so much of what you're saying is the same stuff, like, that's come up to me and everything, so clearly that's the Holy Spirit. Amen. So there's so much confirmation, so amen. That's good. Well, if you have, if you have seed to sow and you would like to put it in good ground, we mm-hmm. want to make that possible for you. We pray over this seed. We esteem it. We give it to the Lord. It is the Lord's. This is, this soil is the Lord's. So if you are a sower, if you want to receive, if you want your seed to grow by sowing, if you want to receive a harvest off of that, we give you the opportunity right now to sow into good ground to receive a harvest. So if you would like to do that, if it's in your heart of, I I want to be a sower, God, because the Bible says, if you want to be a sower, he gives seed to the sower. So if you have that seed, we make it very easy for you. Uh, You can go to give www www, that's how you say words, dot org. You can do PayPal, text, uh, crypto, um, and then Cash App. Um, you can scan this, not, is that a QR? Yeah, scan the QR code. So I'm sorry, technology is just so wonderful. You would think that I would be <laughs> Kevin's, Kevin's mate. I, yeah, anyway. So if you'd like to sow that seed, if you have leading to do that, these are the ways that you can do it. Amen. So, amen. Well, and uh, as right before we pray, I just, something came up last week during one of the tithes and offerings. I was encouraging, if you have seed to sow that's unconventional, reach out and ask us questions. Like we, we had someone reach out last week that had a bit of an unconventional seed and praise God they reached out because God gave wisdom for how they could still sow with that unconventional seed. And God always provides seed to the sower. So it's like Pastor Nicole was saying yesterday, before she and Pastor had finances to sow, she had pocketbooks and shoes and clothes. That's what she had that mattered to her and she sewed it. So if you have things that seem unconventional, you know, technology, or maybe you have time or whatever it Mm -hmm. is, and you want to sew it in, Grayson just, I mean, she publicly did it, so I'm not privately sharing. She just sewed bread. You know, she sewed bread, and then her business exploded because she sewed it into the man of God. Mm -hmm. So whatever the seed is, if it's unconventional and you have some questions, 
ask, reach out quickly, and we will help you sow whatever that seed is because we want to see your life kick started. So in the name, let every seed sown today be pressed down, shaken together, then press down again. You know, pack that stuff in multiple times. God, pack, pack it in, press it down. Not just one tap, not just two, as packed as it can get. Let it be pressed down every bit of the goodness of God. And then let that goodness begin to run over in the name of Jesus. Pressed down, shaken together, running over. Let the seed, let the harvest off of this seed come quickly back into the lives of those who have sown. Let a massive harvest begin to erupt in their life erupt in such a measure that it cannot be stopped gushing and gushing and gushing with the goodness of God overflow it now and Lord we call these finances blessed we call them blessed in every way they can be and we commit to being faithful stewards with these finances in Jesus name amen